there's this seven and a half, eight foot tall creature. And after about five or 10 seconds, it just turned its complete body and looked at me like, what are you doing here? When it took that step, I pulled the hammer back on the rifle that I had. This is the Crypto Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Todd. What's going on, buddy? Brian, we got a good guest on tonight. The guy goes by the name of Old Bear. Yeah, sounds like an interesting fellow. He is an interesting yeah, fellow, and he's got a lot of stories and a lot of things going on. Um, but sounds, sounds like fun. Yeah, he's going to focus on his uh, main encounter, which is pretty good from what from what we hear so far. So, Yeah. Yeah, well, let's get him on here and uh, just see how good it is. We do, we will do that. Uh, give a shout out to the uh, listeners. Thanks for listening, everyone. We yes, appreciate as it always, as always. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, and if you want to be a guest on the show or if you had an encounter uh, and be a guest on our show, email us at info at cryptidcreatures.co or they can go on our Facebook page, click our link, go to our pod page, and check our calendar. Um, click the link in our bio. Right. And, uh, that'll take you to all of our links mm-hmm. and just click on our pod page and right. Leave a brief go. description of your encounter and what happened and uh, we'll get back to you. Right. So anyway, let's bring on Old Bear and get the show started. Brian, what do you say? I don't want to do it. All right, here we go. Old Bear, welcome to the show, man. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate Thanks it a lot. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. So why don't you give, um, before we get started with your, your main encounter and then maybe some other things, um, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself, uh, maybe where you're from, um, you know, what you're, what you're doing here and, and, and why we're talking tonight. Well, I'm, I'm from uh, the Charleston, West Virginia area, and um, I've been chasing these boogers slash Bigfoot slash Sasquatch for 30 years, uh, pretty much across Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Virginia, Ohio, North Carolina, uh, down into Tennessee, um, you know, in South Carolina, and um, for years, uh, for over 30 years, I've been involved with Bigfoot. Uh, and it all started back when I was a uh, 16-year-old kid, you know. Uh, I saw the first one when I was 16. Uh, it was a, to me, it was an intense situation. And uh, I didn't know if I was going to make it out of the woods or not at that point. Gotcha. So you've been doing this for that long, and you've also got um, your Facebook and your group page and and mm-hmm. um, and all that stuff. Um, old Bears Den of Bigfoot. That's right. Is that that's what it's called. Right. right? So for the listeners, want to check that out. So um, why don't you go ahead and get into your your first encounter and tell us what happened and, and what made you dig into this so deep. Well, at age sixteen, um, I was deer hunting on the last day of deer season here in West Virginia. And that happened to be on December 3rd in 1984. And that year, my dad let me go by myself for the first time. 
and I walked about a mile out of Ridge uh, from where we parked my dad's vehicle and um, walked over over the hill a couple of benches and uh, sat down near, near these two boulders, two or three boulders that were there. Were there. And uh, the biggest one was just off to my left, uh, about 20 feet. And uh, I'd been sitting there maybe 20 minutes or maybe 30 minutes, and these three does came running out uh, from behind that boulder. I heard them coming, and I saw them. And they stopped kind of off to my right, probably 30 yards from me, uh, their tongues hanging out, uh, breathing heavily. And, I mean, they've been ran. I mean, ran hard. And... To a hunter, that means that there's a buck in the area and the buck is chasing the does. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't what Jason was chasing the does. Um, the uh, buck come out. There was no buck that came out. And, you know, I heard some noise that sounded like a buck deer making grunt sounds uh, from behind this boulder, uh, somewhere off behind it where I couldn't see. And I could hear the footfalls. And I was excited, you know, as a teenager, you know, I was going to get my first deer, you know, first male deer. And, uh, I, you know, I was going to prove myself to my dad. And, you know, I was excited about it. Well, out steps this seven and a half, eight foot tall creature covered in a dark auburn hair. Uh, long hair, probably five, six inches long, hanging off the arms, the legs, uh, hair across his chest, not as heavy as what the arms and legs were. And, um, didn't have a neck. It had a chocolate type skin on its hands and on its face. It, uh, walked out and was concentrating on where those does went and, and after about five or 10 seconds, it just turned its complete body and looked at me like, what are you doing here? With a surprised look on its face. And uh, after about 10 or 15 seconds, it, it started curling its lip up, exposing its teeth, growling at me. It took a step towards me. Now, this was at 20 feet. Now it's at about 16, 15 feet. And I'd already raised the rifle that I had to my shoulder. And when it took that step, I pulled the hammer back on the rifle that I had. And it was just a model 94 Winchester 3030. And, uh, this thing almost instantly went into a surprise look. It stopped growling at me. It shut its mouth uh, closed its lips back up and was standing there. And then it started uh, turning its upper body, looking for a pl- way to go. And it finally decided to run back towards the uh, boulder it came out from. And, and I could hear it running. And when it disappeared from sight and it, and I thought that it was maybe 50, 60 yards running, still running up the hollow. Um, uh, I got up and turned and started towards the top of the hill. And about the time I hit the top of the hill, this thing screamed at me. It, 
shook me up pretty bad. It shook me. Uh, the scream alone it made my, my heart and lungs and stomach and everything else felt like I was uh, bouncing around inside. You know what I mean? Like you had a major case of butterflies. Right. And uh, I, I did my best impression of an Olympic speed walker <laughs> uh, back to where my dad was at. And uh, as soon as I saw my dad, I said, Dad, we need to go home. And my dad just kind of like, well, what's wrong? We ain't been here very long. What, what, what's wrong with you? My dad said I was complete white. Uh, he said he thought that I may have seen a ghost or something whenever I first you know, got back to the truck. And I, I told him a second time we need to go home. I walked straight to the back of the truck. Uh, unloaded my rifle, put it in the case, took my hunting coat uh, or my vest off and took my hat off, threw them in the back. And I never do that. I usually leave them on until I get home, you know, or close to home. Right. And it was a pretty warm day. Uh, so I wasn't dressed heavily, uh, but I, I, I broke out into a sweat. And when my dad saw me doing all this, he just came over. Unloaded his rifle, got in the truck, started it up, and said, "Tell me what's wrong." You know, in that father's voice, and I just looked at him, and I wouldn't say a word. And uh, finally, when we got to the interstate, I broke down and told my dad, what and is he, he 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 looked at me real funny. He said, "Well, you're talking about them things we saw in that movie, uh, Legend of of where was it at?" I said, the legend of Boggy Creek, Dad, and we'd seen it maybe a few months beforehand. And I said, Dad, this thing looked like it, but it looked a whole lot meaner. And uh, he just kind of, he said, well, son, you've never lied to me before because you know the consequences. And I said, yeah, I know the consequences. I'm not lying to you, Bob. I said, I never, I, there's no way I can lie to you about this. And, um, he said, all right, I believe you, but do not tell your mom. Don't tell your grandmother, because if they get wind of it, none of us will be hunting again. <laughs> uh, Old Bear, for the listeners and Brian and myself, can you describe the face in detail, what you saw in this creature? Yes. Um, it had a, a male, uh, a human-type face, it had high cheekbones that were well-defined. Um, there was wrinkles that came down the forehead, uh, a lot of wrinkles, more than I got. And um, around the eyes, it was like crow's feet and everything on the sides of the eyes. The nose looked like my nose, but kind of shoved down a little bit wider. Mm -hmm. And the lips were very thin. Uh, it didn't have any facial hair. It was a, um, it looked like a human being, but like maybe everybody's seen the movie, the planet of the apes, whether it was the old one or the new one, the, the gorillas they had on there at the time, it looked like that but more human features you know what i mean with the lips and the nose and the eyes mm -hmm. and the eyes were cold black mm. 
Did there it, was no pupil, no white or nothing in the eyes. Did it kind of look Neanderthal? Um, no, it didn't have the brow ridge. It had a forehead just about like mine, you know. And, so and the you said he showed you his teeth. Were they just like human teeth, or were they like were yes. they have canines? Yeah, they have had the same type of canines we do. I mean, you know, it's um, so he didn't have like longer. No, they didn't stick outside the mouth or nothing. Uh, so you were like, you said 15, 16 feet away. You were pointing your gun at this thing. Yeah. Um, were you going to shoot it? If it would have took another step, the question of Bigfoot would have been solved in 1984. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So you must have been terrified. You were a teenage teenage right. boy out there. By yourself, within 15 feet, uh, and it's what? How long do you think this lasted? 30 seconds or something like that? Which seemed like probably 30 uh, minutes. No, about three minutes. Oh wow! Wow! Jeez! Yeah. So uh, you got home, or you got you told your dad. He said, "Don't say anything to anybody else." And you did you ever tell your mom about it or say anything to? Well, I was married, had children. And I was in my 40s when I said something to my mother. That's usually about the safest time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she couldn't ground me or tell right. me I couldn't do anything anymore. Exactly. So, you know, I, I respected my parents when I was a kid. You know, I, I grew up, my grandmother lived with us because, you know, my grandfather was, he had passed away and um, that was my dad's mom. And then, you know, she watched us when we was kids. And I showed her the same respect I showed my parents. Because if you didn't, you didn't sit down very good for a few days. So, you know, I, I, I knew to respect my elders, whether they were my mom and dad or my grandmother or my aunts or uncles. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I knew not to lie to them. Yeah. Yep. How far away uh, from your house were you when this incident happened? Were you up in the mountains then or? No. Um, I'm trying to figure out the counties we had to go through. Mm -hmm. We went through Jackson County, then into Work County. So two counties away, it was about the area we were at is still active today because I can go up there now and, and get responses. Mm -hmm. Um it's about 110 miles from my home. Okay. It's about so, so 145 it's minutes, two-hour drive. A considerable, yeah, some distance for sure. Um, so what after that, you just started looking into what Bigfoot was. Um, did you know then that was, that was a Bigfoot that you saw, a Sasquatch, or what did you know? I thought it was one of those swamp creatures that had came up from, you know, out of Arkansas or something. That's what I thought. You know, I was like, how in the world did one of them things get up here? And I started asking around, you know, mentioning things to buddies of mine that that have hunted in deeper in the Appalachian Mountains than I have. And uh, one buddy of mine told me that him and his dad got run out of the woods by one uh, a couple of years before that up in Greenbrier County. And 
you know, we kind of started running around together more and we started looking into Bigfoot and start doing, you know, finding books and stuff out of the library or talking to other people. And uh, when we go places or talk to people that had an account or an encounter with a Bigfoot, and, you know, a lot of it was folklore is what we got told. And then we got in touch with uh, some of the local Cherokee elders here in West Virginia and started talking to them. And the more they told us, the more they described these things and what had happened, you know, some of them were this way, some were that way. That was what we were, you know, we figured out that we were dealing with the, you know, the Bigfoot and that they were calling them uh, a Native American name. And, uh, you know, we started talking to other other tribes around the area in Ohio and Pennsylvania and and getting their names for them and just trying to gather information for three or four years. And then we started going out and looking around for them. So what uh, what other things have you experienced then in your adventures out there and searching? Well, um, we started finding Bigfoot. Uh, I had a I ran into a gentleman that was in his late sixties, and he taught me a lot about Bigfoot. And um, we did investigations, and I started seeing Bigfoot with him around. And doing calls, he taught me how to do their uh, their howls here in West Virginia. Because uh, some of the Bigfoot in New West Virginia, they have a very strange howl. And uh, it's kind of, uh, everybody kind of laughs, you know. We're known for having the Yahoo here in West Virginia. And um, they uh, they have a really strange way of, you know, announcing that they're there. And, um, you know, I've had Bigfoot that uh, we were on an investigation one night uh, after this gentleman passed. And and uh, out on an investigation, ran into a clan of Yahoo, and they uh, didn't like us being in the area and pushed trees down and almost pushed a tree down on top of me, okay. uh, threw rocks at me. <laughs> Um, ran me out of the woods. And then when I say run, uh, they would walk and keep up with me running. You know, they, they can cover four or five feet, you know, in a step. And it takes me, what, three steps to get or two large steps to get that far. And, and, uh, they, uh, you know, it doesn't bother them to run up a hill Mm -hmm. and keep up with you. Um, but they've ran me out of the woods uh, here in West Virginia, near Somersville, West Virginia. And uh, that was a, a a night that uh, I'll never forget. You probably were more scared that night than you were the first one. I don't no, know. No, I, I wasn't scared. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't scared until I got in the truck and back into the town of Somersville itself. Then I had to pull into the parking lot of a, yeah, a pizza hut. And sit there and gather myself so I could drive home. And the adrenaline wears off. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever notice any smell any time when you were encountering these things? 
you know, the, the famous. Only once in smell. 30 years have I ever smelled one. Mm. And um, I went into an area and was in there doing an investigation uh, because there were reports of this rather large, big male Bigfoot that was in the area. They were saying he was over 10 foot. Well, they're right. He was over 10 foot. Um, he, I, I got in there and was real quiet about it and how I got past any of the other clan, I don't know, or maybe he just, we were on a collision course no matter what. And he got in there and, and I coughed or something and this was still in the daylight and he, he started growling at me, trying to get me to move and leave. And, and I didn't, and I started getting closer to him. And then I started, I got a real bad pungent combination of wet dog with a skunk that's been dead for a week out in a 90 degree heat and uh, rotten meat. Mm. And uh, he was definitely telling me it's time for you to leave. So, yeah, that's the only time I've ever smelled a Bigfoot. Hmm. The rest of the times, I've not had any problem. I think they use it as a defense mechanism. I think we've talked yeah. about that before. An early warning system. Right. <laughs> yeah, for us. It's not for yes. anything else but us. Yeah, yeah. yeah for us, yep. yep. So you're still uh, going out and doing investigations, old bear, and getting out there or what? Yeah. Um, we, we, me and my wife, my wife goes with me now. Um, you know, all of our kids are grown we got grandkids and the wife goes with me now and I go to pretty benign places that I've known and found over the years when she goes, um, we're supposed to go up to Salt Fork State Park here at the end of the month and do an investigation with a, uh, Bigfoot group up there. And then we are going to go to Tennessee uh, Labor Day weekend. Cool. Whereabouts in Tennessee? Um, well, it, it's there's three channels that are in it. Uh, my channel on YouTube, and then two other channels. We decided to have what we call a squatch out, oh. just like a meet and greet thing. Cool. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to do some squatching down there. Uh, last year when we were down there. The uh, we had to leave early, and we had some. Uh, one of our children had medical issues last year, and we had to come home. And the night that we came home, they ran into some trouble down there. So, really, yeah, uh, these Bigfoot made them leave, rolled, collapsed their tents, throw everything wow. in the car. Anything you grabbed that was yours, you threw it in the car, whatever way it was, and they left. <laughs> wow. And uh, they, uh, we decided to have a second year of going down there, and this year I'm not leaving. They're not going to run me off. Mm -hmm. Do you think these things are dangerous? I know they're dangerous. Yeah. I've had to deal with ones that... Uh, don't have any problem eating you or me and don't have a problem eating their own kind. Wow. 
What do you think, I mean, in general, Old Bear, what do you think Bigfoot is? Do you think it's, what's your, what's your um, definition or opinion on this thing overall? Is it, is it flesh and blood? Flesh and blood is it, from, yeah. Do aliens is, drop them on the earth? Or, I mean, what's going on with these things? What's your, what's your thoughts? I, you know, I, I've heard all the opinions there are to be heard out there over 30 years. My opinion is I have, I have never seen one walk into any kind of a portal. I have never seen one that can talk to me telepathically. I have never seen any of them be able to do anything other than what their strength and their body size limits them to. Um, they have unbelievable speed when they're going through the woods. Uh, when they're on two feet, if they drop to all fours, they're twice as fast. Um, I've been charged, you know, Bigfoot have been within 20, 30 feet of me on multiple occasions and they've never, you know, they've never telepathically told me to leave. They've never, they've always done something to make me believe they want me gone. Mm -hmm. Do they do and, those, um, uh, do they do those, uh, like gorillas? Do they do those, they call them like fake charges or bluff, bluff charges? You know, where they, yeah, where they run at you and stop real fast. Uh, they, they do the same thing a bear will do. A bear does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I lived in West Virginia pretty much all my life. Um, except for five years I lived in Ohio and I've been bluff charged in Pennsylvania before and North Carolina. I forgot North Carolina. Wow. Where do you think the best squatching is? Uh, you're, you know, you're in the heart of it in West Virginia, but where do you like to go? What's your favorite spot or your state that you go to? Right here in West Virginia. You can find ones that are aggressive. You can find the benign ones. You can find the ones that's in the middle. Or you can find the ones that just want to eat you. I don't want to find those. No. <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's fun <laughs> finding that kind. I bet it is. The hungry ones, you mean? Why do you no, think? No, they're not hungry. They just, the, those are the ones that's got the, the teeth sticking out, you know, the long incisors. And, um, those are the ones that uh, think it's fun to hunt humans. Hmm. Why do you think uh, Bigfoot has not been proven? Well, my personal opinion is the U.S. government um, knows they're real, probably has multiple specimens of them, and probably have killed quite a few that have harmed human beings. Um, and if you think about it, it's all based on money. The government is not going to say these things are out there for the simple fact is, is look at all the tax money they're going to lose, how many lawsuits they're going to be in. Sure. And it's, it's money and power. That's it. Money is power in today's society. So Yeah, it's sad. Honestly, it is. But, but yeah, I think that too. And if we were talking about it on on another show, 
that if these things are pronounced as being real, then it's going to screw up a lot of things, including religion and history and everything else, I think. So uh, there's more than one reason why I think they cover it up for sure. But the thing about it is, the thing that gets me is that if these things are dangerous and doing things to people, killing, eating, whatever, then Mm -hmm. I think that it's time that someone says, hey, look, you know, for, for people's protection, but people deserve to know you know to find out that a person dies because of a bigfoot and they send in an army of guys to kill this thing and take it out okay but and hide the body in the smithsonian basement or wherever they keep them uh oh they just destroy them nowadays i would say yeah do you think we'll ever know you think the uh science will ever claim that bigfoot are are real and well the science will have to because I mean, you got to look at it this way, guys. I've taken hairs that have had the roots, all that stuff, found bones from graves that are nine foot long and five foot across and sent them in to different scientists around, you know, in the U.S. But where did most of these scientists get paid? They get grants to do research. Um, you take away a half a million dollar grant, how much of that goes in that scientist's pocket? Right. Mm. Never thought about that, but yeah, you're right. If the government says you don't talk, you don't talk. I've always said that scientists will say whatever the guy that's writing the check tells them to say. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's how it works. I think what it's going to take is, I think what it's going to take is somebody like you, old bear, to go out there and just put one down and throw it in the back of a Whatever and yeah, but even well, then, as soon as as soon as they knew you had it, they're, they're you're getting a visit. Yeah, they're coming for you. You know, right? Now the only problem with that idea is, um, everybody don't understand that these things are not alone. They're never alone when they're in the woods. Right. There's an alpha male. Now he'll go alone in the woods, but usually there's you know a couple of beta males that are part of the clan that, that follow closely behind to watch over him. And, um, when a beta male goes out for a hunt, you know, that day that I was down there, I only saw the one, but where was the other ones that were on the hunt with it? I mean, if you're chasing down three deer, three deer can run for a long ways, you know, and you know, one of them, a one big foot's going to get tired. You know, where was he pushing them deer to? Right. Was he pushing it into another Bigfoot? Or were the other Bigfoot triangulating ahead of these deer and still within, if it would have screamed right there or done a call or something while it was standing right there, how many would I have had on top of me if I'd have shot that one? Yeah. So, or maybe he knew they were far enough away. And that's why he backed off. Right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the fact that he stopped chasing these deer and let them go for a little bit and checked you out kind of tells me that, you know, if he was serious about it, he would have kept going after these things and not paid attention to you one bit. May not right. even seen you. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there had to been others out there waiting. He was probably pushing these things, something pushing like them that them. Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever. Well, so, you know, I, I've been deer hunting since I was eight years old, you know, um, 
human beings do deer drives. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you know, we we get standers to go out here and stand, and they got their rifles, and two or three guys go walking through the woods. You know, slowly push the deer to the standers, and that way they can pick out the deer they you know that they wish to harvest, and you know if it's a buck or a doe or whatever, and and then you know those deer were running, so that tells me it was close to the end of the you know where he was pushing them to. Mm-hmm. So because he was pushing hard, he was pushing them because they were going to get outside of where he was wanting them to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, it, there, there, I feel that there was at least one other one there, uh, you know, but even if I'd have shot that one, one shot, shot it in the head, whatever, um, where was the other one going to come from and where would I, you know, how many shots was I going to have to take to kill that thing? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so, it would have taken some time maybe to track where his, its buddy was, but it would have heard the shot and, and came that way possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you're not going to shoot one and drag it out of there. By the time you but get... Yeah, well, if you didn't drop it in one shot, he's screaming <laughs> and calling the rest of them in. You'd almost have to have like yeah. a, a chainsaw on you to, to take a body part or two and get the hell out of there as soon as you shot the damn thing. You're like, okay, I got the head. I'm out of here. And then you'd be lucky to make it out alive then too. Most likely. Well, from where I was at, I I was a mile back out the road we came in on. If, even if I would have shot it, cut its head off, got back to the truck, we still had to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how many of them would have showed up at the road? Yeah. Right. Pushed a tree across the road. Yeah, you know, you made the right decision. I've heard that. Speaking of how they chase deer, I've heard that um, they'll actually move trees in certain positions to where it kind of channels mm-hmm. or funnels the deer through a path, and they wait on the end of the path or in the path to jump out. But they'll 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 make trees and in, in on game trails that kind of diverts these things away and to toward them. Um, you know, laying bending them over a certain way so the deer have to go like on the right side or the left side. Uh, but mm-hmm. they have to kind of go in that direction to get anywhere, and they'll they'll use that as a technique too, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know, you see these trees bent over in certain directions, and you wonder why they're. they're like well, that. if you think about it, how many guys go out and get in a tree stand every fall, and they trim trails, trim shooting lanes into the trails, oh, and, yeah. mm-hmm. and then lay, take the brush and lay it down on a trail so it pulls the deer closer. Sure. Trappers do the same they're, thing. They do the same thing that we do. Right. Mm-hmm. Were you ever able to get any pictures of these guys when you're out there? You think, do you ever take a camera with you, or do you just don't even mess with it for whatever reason? I gave up on a camera for the simple reason is every time I got a good picture, oh, that's a person in a, in a suit. Yeah. That's a costume. That's the first thing. That's all I heard for 20 years. So you just take it in for yourself and enjoy it, right? <laughs> I, I just go out now and, and I'll I'll do uh I'll I'll give a howl and then, you know, I'll get my wife to do a couple of whoops and they'll come in if they're if they want to and if they don't want to then you know, we just chalk it up as a good time for me and my wife to be out together. So that's right. the way we look at it now. Nice right. day in the woods. Yeah. Um I told Brian, I said, you know, I used to 
spent some time in the in the hills of West Virginia and really beautiful stuff and and uh, definitely um, the habitat to sustain a Bigfoot creature for sure. Right. Um, someday I'm gonna get back out there. Maybe me and Brian can do an excursion and uh, meet up with you sometime, and you can take us some yeah, good spots out fun. there. Hell yeah, yeah. We've been we want to get out to West Virginia because we've been hearing. For well, sure. let me know. A lot of stuff. We can take you up there to Summersville. And it's funny because you called it a burger, a booger when we started the the program. So that's what they call yeah. them down there. We did an episode with a guy, at West Virginia encounter, and he called it the same thing, the wood burger. So, but mm-hmm. old bear, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us, man, and telling us your stories, man. It's, it means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. It was my pleasure to come. Right Thank on. you for asking. We're going to check out your YouTube and your Facebook and all that stuff. I'd like and, to have uh, you back on. Yeah, eventually get you back on for Anytime. some more stuff. Talk about some more. Sure. All right. Well, thanks again, and, and you uh, take care. We, we are following your YouTube, so we're going to check that out. And uh, Good luck to you out there in the woods. You'll be safe when you're out there. Yeah, definitely. Don't get too crazy. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good one. You too. See ya. Yep. Wow, that was amazing. That guy had a gun pointed at that thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, Hammerback. One. Yeah. What would man, you have done? Crazy. Would you have shot that thing, man? Uh, honest to God, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I guess it depends on what the his the next step would have been. If it would have been across that creek, yes, I probably would have pulled the trigger. Yeah. Me too. Him or me. Me too. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. You don't know what you're gonna do. In that so situation. you never know until you're in that. In the, until you're in that situation. Especially at what was he? 16 years old. Yeah. I'd have been too busy filling my drawers <laughs> oh my gosh anyway great great show uh thanks yeah, for hanging out with yeah, me again was, and he was fun man uh, he was he's a good to, guy we need to seriously think about yeah, that I like camping him. invitation we get for sure definitely for sure we will yes yeah. for sure uh thanks again you guys for listening as always and we'd love to have you be a guest on the show if you've had an encounter so uh Go ahead and uh, email us, as always, at info at cryptidcreatures.co or go on our uh, Facebook page, click our link, as we said before. Um, go to our pod page and fill out the calendar. Right, Brian? That's right. Uh, pick the fill date. out the contact. Click the contact tab. Fill all that out. And then we'll get yep. back to you. Yep. And we'll, we'll discuss. Yep. And we thank you guys for listening. We're still growing, as always. Um, yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. We've got a show coming up. Um, we do in November, November 20th and 20, 20, 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In uh, Lexington, Kentucky, Cryptid Con. Cryptid Con. The uh, guys from Finding Bigfoot are going to be there. Ah, I know. I'm excited so about that. Maybe hopefully we'll we can talk to Cliff. Yes. Awesome. And Bobo. All, all of and them, Bobo. for all I care. Yeah. Actually, yeah, all of them would be great. So we're going to have a booth set up. Um, and some mic set up, and you guys are welcome to come over and, and uh, say hello yes. and sit down Man, and, and talk to us a little bit. Uh, yeah. And if you haven't had an encounter, but you want to talk about Bigfoot, we're willing to sit down with you guys yeah, and, uh, we're always and record for, for the show. Yeah. So that's what, we're, that's what we're planning on doing. So, so yeah, if you guys are going to CryptoCon, um, stop by, man. Definitely. Uh, introduce yourselves, and yep. uh, we'll have a good time. Yep, for sure. And as always, Brian, thanks for hanging out with me, man. It's been a great yeah, show. Yeah, as always, it's a great time. Right yep. on, man. All we right. have been having some really great guests. So For yeah, sure. Let's keep this show rolling. And looking forward to many more. Yep, right on. All right, we'll talk to you next time, man. Yep, see ya. See ya.